0: I love the church. I, I want the church to be everything that Jesus died to, for. The scripture says uh, he died for a church without spot or wrinkle. And that means no sin, no, nothing stained, but that she should be holy and without blemish. That's the church that Jesus died for. And you and I will never, ever get to heaven by our good looks you know, or our funny stories, but, but it, it is whether or not we have been uh, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, whether we've accepted that, and then walked in it. The amazing thing about that is that you and I have the ability from God to walk in everything he says. When he says, be holy, for I the Lord your God am holy, what he does is he speaks it into you. And so whatever he, he says to us when we come, he speaks it in. What you have to do is open your heart, open your heart so that the word of God will come into the heart Penetrate the heart. And once the word enters your heart, you will become what the word is. That's the, the truth of scripture. Amen. Now, now, talking about these things, I want to talk about uh, justice at the gate. I have not, that means that when you come into the city gates, there is a place of authority where elders sat and they they rendered judgment. And I'm speaking of justice at the gate in that we being believers are responsible for that Paul said that uh, even the as it were the least esteemed in the in the church or the body of Christ should be able to judge any matter is that amazing to you you don't need a PhD what that's a wonderful thing to have a medical degree you don't need that an MD or any of those things you don't need a doctor uh, of theology to judge everything all you need is the spirit of God and the word of God and then you will be able to judge whatever happens he says don't you know that you will be judging angels angels you will judge angels you will judge angels I mean I mean that, those things really move me <clears throat> they move me and uh, uh, I sometimes will, s- halfway kidding, it's only halfway kidding, when I say that I-, I would like to bring in a Pentecostal, maybe put one, just one in the church would be enough to keep us moving, but maybe we could get one in each section, and boy, then we'll have church. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> because what I-, I-, I think that sometimes these amazing things that God reveals, they may stun us a little bit, and so we, we don't really have the, uh, as it were, the ability to... to um, We don't have the ability to respond because we're a little bit stunned. But I just want you to know just how wonderful, how amazingly wonderful uh, it is to receive the engrafted word of God. Amen. 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 Bring it. Bring it. Somebody wants me to see something. I'm going to just keep going. Um, we'll do it next week. Thank you so much for that. We're living in unprecedented times, uh, totally unprecedented times. And I don't want us to ignore the fact that we are living in unprecedented times, that I have never seen times like these that we are living in. But they are not. these times are not for the church to, in some way, Um, uh, cower down, um, uh, go into some hole or den and say, well, we don't know what to do. We're not going to do that. These unprecedented times are for us to be revealed, uh, the sons of God to be revealed. Uh, In the oil business many years ago, we used to say, uh, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And uh, so I want us to understand this and really fully realize that these times are about us more than the world uh, let me say that again these times are about us more than the world amen, amen. amen. god is giving us an opportunity to get some things right uh, paul teaches us in ephesians chapter 3 verse verse 21 to him speaking of god to him be glory in the church in christ jesus to all generations forever and ever. So what Paul is showing us is that there is a purpose for the church, and you and I are irrelevant if we're not fulfilling the purpose for which God brought us forth. We become irrelevant. We are are not uh, what God designed us to be, and that should never be said of us. Jesus tells us that we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world that we are a city set on a hill and we cannot be hidden. Now, if we really believe that, then we need to walk in that, not through our own strength or energy, but through the power of the Lord, through the power of the Lord. Um, I believe that the Lord is giving us a uh, time to get some things right. However, uh, we are suffering uh, because we have been co-opted. Generally speaking, we have been co-opted. That means someone has taken us and so deluded us as to make us ineffective. And so you can say yes, you can say no, you can say I don't think so, <clears throat> but the truth is we have been co-opted. We have been co-opted uh, as a body, as a general body, not perhaps every individual. And that means that we have been deluded and what delusion looks like I gave the example when we were kids. When we were, we were kids, we would buy a little packet of, of Kool-Aid. I don't know if they make them anymore. But, oh, they do. <laughs> Somebody's still drinking it. <clears throat> but they would make those little packets of Kool-Aid, and, and uh, they would make, one would make two quarts, and we would put sugar in it, and we'd ha- have a wonderful beverage. But as kids, we wanted to make it stretch, and we would take the Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid pour it in about a gallon of water, and it was not worth anything. It was terrible, and that's the way we are when we allow ourselves to be co-opted, allow the world system or some relationships in the world to pull us in and cause us to act out in a way that we were never meant to. And another thing what co-option can do it brings you into, people can bring you into their group, into their way of thinking in order to weaken you so that you are not strong anymore. You are not strong anymore. Similarly to what happened to a character in the Bible named Samson that Delilah, Delilah totally uh, got him in and took his strength away because of his foolishness. She couldn't take it away unless he yielded it up and he yielded his strength to her and the church must yield its strength To the world. We yield our strength to the world by doing worldly things. We yield our strength to the world by believing the lie that the world tells us. Because God is not a man that he should lie. So we will never have heard from God when we yield up our strength. Uh, Samson yielded up his strength when he went to the enemy's camp and bought into what they were giving and selling. So uh, the last example I'd like to give you about co-option, and this just gives you a very clear picture of what uh, has happened to the church and that, uh, someone will will bring you into a re- relationship with them, with themselves, and what they will do is begin to change the way you formulate ideas and think things, the way you process, and then the way you process things will be so changed uh, now that the way that you have always been and done and the effectiveness that you have always shown, you can no longer do that now because even the way you think has been altered. This is what we want to make sure never happens any longer. And what is going on in the world, system, I mean, in the world today is just that. Um, we'll talk more about it in a moment. Let me give you one other thing. Uh, Harriet Tubman is reported to have said, when someone was talking to her about having freed so many uh, slaves through the Underground Railroad, that Harriet said, "Miss Tubman said, I could have freed a lot more If only they had known they were slaves. And I I believe that with believers, when we are preaching like I'm preaching, sometimes we're saying, not me, not me. And you're the very one. You're the very one who has compromised. And so allow the word of God to flow freely through you and change you wherever you need to be changed. When I get into the shower, I don't just shower parts of me that I think, oh, this needs it a little bit more than the other. I shower my whole body and I allow the water to take effect and the soap to take effect. So allow the preaching of the word of God to take effect because we're going to need it in these times. Yes. And so uh, I want you to get things right now because the longer we go, the less we are. Let me tell you quickly a story that happened to me with my dad. My, our dad, as he was getting older one day, I went to my hometown of Palestine, Texas and uh, dad Dad said, son, I'm going home with you. And I thought, wow, man. Uh, Mom, uh, dad, no, dad can't go. And I said, dad, mom said, you can't go. He said, I'm going. And so uh, mom says, no, no, you shouldn't go. So dad said, I'm going. I thought, oh God, I'm in trouble. Well, long story short, mom, I said to mom, dad was failing a bit. And uh, he, he sometimes would say things that were not inappropriate but it was just so stark. He would just speak the truth in such a way that I thought, oh man, we can't say it like that, you know. Uh, and so uh, mom didn't want dad to do any of that. So uh, we uh, uh, what I did was I, I said to uh, the Lord and observing my father for a week, he stayed a, a week with me and then uh, a week with my brother and sister-in-law and when dad was with me i I noticed how wonderful he was how amazingly sweet he was and all the things that came from his his lips were just uh, to be treasured and i said to the lord lord i want to be like my dad when i get old and the lord spoke to me and he said your dad didn't start when he got old And I want you to know that you can't start later on in life. This is your starting point. These times are for revealing. They are revealing who we are. And every position that you take when you watch the news, you are revealing who you are. Every idle word that you think uh, no one hears or, or no one sees your actions and your acts, you are revealing who you are. And there's going to come a point when you will know longer be able to hide and we will all know exactly who you are wonderful and sweet or bitter we will know we will know it is time for the sons of God uh, to be who they are I don't think it is punishment. This is punishment uh, for us uh, this, this particular time. I think it's more like a semester examination. It's not a, a difficult thing. If you have studied your, home, your work, you have done your work all semester, and you come to the semester examination when everything that has been taught during those, that, uh, that period of six weeks, then you ought to know it. If you have internalized it you you know it now you should be able to put it on paper and during this time this is like a semester examination or, or a proving time to reveal who we really are now if we are not too good here at this semester there'll be there will be another semester all right we'll be able to do it now we can't do this semester but we can still pass the course if we do well following this test this test is proving who we are and I've never ever I've never ever been as it were so amazed or maybe I should say I've I've never ever known just who would pass and who wouldn't I've always been shocked at those people who cannot make it through the semester because they failed the test it means that maybe uh, you did not know it. Maybe you had crammed for the test. I know if there any students here, uh, you have crammed for tests. I've crammed for tests, crammed, crammed, crammed. And I was able to pass the test, but then later it evaporated. And so when the semester came, you weren't as sharp as everybody thought you were. That's what this is. That's what is happening now. That is what this is doing right now. And so the the examinations are there to determine what you know, what you have learned. And so this time that has been thrust upon us is revealing what we know. It reveals what we have learned. And it is also giving us an opportunity to right now and repent and get some things right. The scripture teaches us that God will always have a witness. When we are his witnesses, we, uh, he, uh, the scripture I read earlier or, or quoted that, um, that um, let me go back to it. To him be glory or to God be glory in the church, in the church, in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. So to God be the glory. So God receives glory in you. Your relationship to God is not just a get-out-of-hell-free card. Your relationship to God is not just a get-out-of-hell-free card. So your relationship to God is to bring god glory god has done something that is immeasurable for us and now in return by what he has done through what he has done we now exemplify show forth god and godliness in this present evil age we are his witnesses to this generation so i ask all of us what are we showing what are we showing what are we showing Now I I really think that I had the ability to become a summa cum laude, and if not a summa cum laude, a magna cum laude. But 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 a lot of times I just kind of messed around because I was good enough to pass tests uh, at the the spur of the moment. So but but maybe I graduated closer to thank you, laude than magna cum laude, right? So I don't want you to graduate like that. You just barely get through. Paul calls that getting through um, as, as though by fire. That's not what we ought to be doing, but we ought to be giving God our very best. I want you to commit with me tonight that you will give God your very best. Oh, that wasn't a big enough amen for me. So God does not call us to be better philosophers than the world. He doesn't call us uh, to uh, be better than them and their disciplines. No, he doesn't that. Uh, he, he, doesn't, um, he doesn't call the church to be smarter uh, in the things that the world values. I do know that we, we have our occupations and, and we are, we're good at those occupations, but I'm speaking of those things that do not profit. Are we concentrating on the things that matter? Are you concentrating on the things that matter? A number of years ago, after graduating from university, I tried to find a job uh, in my field. I never found one. I went to work in the oil business, and I believe it was the wisdom of God that put me in the oil business because the only job I could find was one as a laborer. After I'd spent uh, four years in, in, in the university, I found a job as a laborer, and I began to work as a laborer, and it provided well. It actually paid a lot more than school teachers, and so I kept it because I, I needed the income. But, but in doing that, God had something else in mind. God was going to d- uh, deal with pride that was even hidden from me. He was going to deal with my ways that were hidden from me. And what he did, he allowed me to be in a crucible to where all of those things were, as it were, beaten out of me. They were actually removed from me. And so uh, I think that's where we are right now in the world system. And that is not, we're not in the world system, but in relationship to the world system. I want to ask you, is your righteousness noticeable? Can people see your righteous deeds? The scripture says that, that we are to uh, do our righteous deeds uh, before men, that they might see the, our good works, and then do what? Glorify our Father who is in heaven. And that is what you are now to do. Our purpose is uh, that God might receive glory. And I, I, I'm speaking of the, the, the things that are going on in the world. Um, there, there are terrible things that are going on in the world. Uh, we have, sometimes I hear Christians and I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of Christians and they'll say things like, um, uh, Yeah, what do you think about all these looters and blah, 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 blah. And I say, uh, I listen, always listen till they get to the end. And I always say things like, Well, the looters and the one that precipitated all of these things are of the same spirit. I said, the, 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 Those men who murdered George Floyd. Are bad like the looters so why aren't we talking about that and the looters why aren't we doing that it's because we have been co-opted it's because we have been manipulated and there is a, a mastermind puppeteer his name is Satan and he is in charge of all evil so you and I should never be in agreement with any evil that means that we are being manipulated by Satan himself yeah so let us not let us not allow ourselves to be manipulated by anything evil the, the person who's who uh, shoplifts is also a part of the evil that's in this world well all the person who tells lies is a part of the evil so we can't lie I, I was uh, and, and think it's it's uh, somehow harmless I remember telling some friend, uh, you about some friends of mine, I won't tell their the name, but uh, when I first met them, uh, they just shocked me. I was a young, innocent guy, and a uh, young believer, and they shocked me because the husband and wife, they would talk to each other, and they would say, oh, I'm just lying. And I would, oh, are good, they lie. And, and, you know, and so they were kidding with each other, and then they would say again, oh, girl, you're just lying just like your uncle. And they would laugh and I would think, oh Jesus, I need to get some more relationships. These people tell lies. And and of course, it was so, I look back on it and I laugh at myself because I was so innocent. They were having fun. I'm not talking about those kinds of kidding things that people do, whether it's inappropriate or not appropriate or whatever. We'll talk about it at another time. But I told them later, I almost severed my relationship with you guys because of your humor. But in the scripture, Isaiah 45, verse 19, the scripture reads, I, the Lord, speak the truth. This is what God is saying. I, the sovereign Lord, speak the truth. I, who am the creator of the ends of the earth, I, who have no one before me, speak the truth. Wow, I declare what is right. And so that is what you and I are to do. We are to always speak the truth and declare what is right. If if something has happened and it's so complicated that you feel like people would not understand the intricacies, just say, I prefer not to talk. But always speak the truth. Always speak the truth. I, I, the sovereign Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. And that is our life. That is what we should do. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is saying is that that when you have him, you have the way to God, you have the truth of God, and the life of God. So what is in the sovereign Lord is now in you. That's huge. So when we are confronted with all the craziness in this world, we we should not turn our heads. We should not say, well, I don't know what to do, therefore I will do nothing. That is not acceptable. I'm not at all saying to the church that you should go out with placards in the streets, uh, no no face mask. (laughs) I'm not saying that. I am saying, though, you should go to the Lord and say, what must I do? What must I do? What must I do uh, to be saved, as it were? What must I do? to be saved, that's what the rich young ruler came and, and Jesus gave him something he didn't want to do, not something that he uh, had no capacity to do, but he said you must keep the commandments and um, and he told them, well which ones and he recited those commandments and he says, well, well what else he said, go sell everything you've got in other words, you are connected to this world system, you are bound by this world system, let go of that, let go of this world system, give everything Thing away because that uh, those things you don't have those riches those riches have you so give them away and uh, you will have treasure in heaven they say give it to the poor and then you'll have treasure in heaven come and follow me let me tell you how wicked the world system is the world system tells us that the poor is our problem while the rich steals uh, steal everything it's true it's true It is true. It is true. And I know that there are people who will say, that's not correct, Pastor Don. That's because you've been co-opted. You've been told what to believe, and you believe it. Even as as, as an African-American man, I I probably have never said that in a pulpit in my life. But but because of this climate, I'm going to say that. Uh, After the flesh, that's who I am. After the spirit, I'm a new creation, and so are you but but as an african-american person i have believed some of the lies that were that were told me when i was a, a kid about myself that's how bad co co-op, being co-opted can be so i'm saying as a christian don't say you don't say uh, that, that's not me let the word of god be tested in your life or let you be tested by the word of god all right <laughs> let me continue I, I just want to say I started a little early. That's what they were giving me the note about. I started a little early, but I'm just going to forget that and take a little bit more time. How's that? Okay. I, I also believe that in God that there are, there are things that seem to be a, a mistake on our part, but they were intentional on God's. I, oh, I'm not making any excuses for uh, my absent-mindedness sometimes, but I'm saying that sometimes God works in those ways. Um, let, let's look at Isaiah 48 1. Hear, hear this, O house of Jacob, who are called by the name of Israel. Now, now they're, they're Jacob's house. Uh, I, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, those are the patriarchs that uh, Israel came through the, uh, their lineage. He said, And they're called Israel because they're now a prince with God, and they have overcome all the things that are in the world. He says, um, Oh, Hero, O oh, house of Jacob, who are called by the name Israel and who came from the waters of Judah, who swear by the name of the Lord and confess the God of Israel, but not in truth or righteousness. So he shows the hypocrisy. And there has been a, a hypocrisy that, that is in the church. I'm talking about the visible church, not the true church. But there was a hypocrisy in Israel. These were the people of God. They had a covenant with God. They were the keepers of the oracles of God or the sayings of God. They had the law, the only people group in the whole world who had this with God. But he said and they were claiming all of these rights and privileges, privileges with God, but not in truth or righteousness. So they were, they were saying one thing and living another. Th- th- somebody said that the proof is in the pudding. And I remember saying the, uh, to my wife, the proof is in the pudding. And she says, no, it's in the eating. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the proof is in the eating of the, of, the, uh, of, of the pudding. And so what we need to do is make sure that we are doing what God uh, has given us to do. We are saved now to bring glory to God. I take that very seriously. I take that very seriously. I want you also to take that very seriously. Let's not be like them. Now, what has happened, if I take this story and I, I overlay it right in our time, that is what I see around this nation. And I see it in many parts of the world where the church is much like the world, except they go to church and they call on God and say things about God, but hold positions in the political arena, and the social arena that are counter to God. And we're talking about justice at the gate. So when you walk in the building, you're going to get some, some just talking. Some, some righteousness, all right, you know, I would rather be told something i uh, I would rather be told if I had something that didn 't look good on, on on my lip and i wouldn 't want you to say oh, i don 't want to hurt pastor 's feelings i 'll let him go before the world and, and let it let, it, let it, them hurt his feelings. you know no, I want you to hurt my feelings if you can help me i'd like to give the example of when I was um, a um, Well, uh, I wasn't. I was going to say I was a young man, but I was 65 years old. (laughs) But I remember. Uh, going in for a knee surgery, and I wanted to have both my knees uh, operated on, and we had knee replacement surgery uh, in, in my 65th year, and I wanted to have them both operated on at the same time because we were doing a lot of missionary work, and the Holy Spirit had revealed to me that that windows were going to be closed, opportunities to went to uh, preach the gospel around the world would be closed, and so I, I, I didn't know what he meant, so I, I had them both done at the same time, and I often talk about the fact that. The doctors, when they operated on my knees, they hurt me, but they helped me. I mean, it's amazing. And so uh, my preaching, if it hurts a little bit, it's not meant to destroy, but to help you. So to make you better, to make you more proficient and efficient. Amen. Let's look at Isaiah 59, 14 and 15. He says, this this is such a painful scripture uh, or scriptures. Uh, justice is turned back. He's talking about a time that, that uh, uh, in Israel when uh, justice was refused. Justice is turned back and righteousness stands far away for truth has stumbled in the public squares and uprightness cannot enter. Now, now notice what he's saying is, is that um, justice is turned back. Go. Go. We don't want you here. Righteousness stands afar off as though it's, being un- it's uninvolved. Uninvolved. Wow. Well, for truth has stumbled. Truth, truth is not sure-footed. Truth has stumbled in the public squares Where truth is needed, truth has stumbled. We're afraid. Uprightness. Cannot enter. If you're upright. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. I think that many pastors of mega churches around Dallas and other areas in Virginia—I won't call them out—but there the, are the many people who are so powerful. What they have done is they've been so co-opted. They're go. They're they're complicit with the evil things that are going on. They're complicit with untruths. They're complicit with lies. And they, they boldly state them, but they're not like the prophets of old. They're not like righteous men of old. And one day God is going to judge them in front of your eyes, and you're going to see. Truth is lacking. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Truth is lacking in the public square, in the public arena, in the Congress, in uh, the Senate, in the presidency in the judicial branch. Truth is lacking. And and here we believers are, you know, uh, taking sides among ourselves. That's just what the devil wants. The devil wants schisms in the body. He wants to have division in the body. And whenever you participate in those things, you are complicit with evil. Wow. And he says the one and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Now, I never would have thought in my life that when people told the truth, they, they would get into trouble, and there would be believers who are saying, ah, they should be in trouble. I mean, this is what's going on right now in this land that we love. That's what's going on, believers In this land that we love now now the Bible says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray uh, seek my face turn from their wicked ways then I would hear from heaven I'll forgive their sins I'll heal their land we want the land healed by politics not by prayer the one who departs from evil Makes themselves a prey. So that means that once Satan, the devil, and his evil uh, uh, agenda brings somebody in, when uh, they leave, they, they, they somehow become aware and they leave, they make themselves a prey. He goes after them to destroy their character, to destroy everything about them. And that's what's happening in our land today. I'm not I'm not I'm not this isn't for me a political message this is for me a gospel message I'm talking about saving of your soul I didn't say of your spirit but of your soul when you get to heaven I don't want you to be barely get there as by fire everything is burned off even the, the undergarments as it were then you're just barely there you have no trophies for Jesus and that's why I'm preaching like this I, I have an agenda but it's not a personal one it's a God-given one. You make yourself a prey. I never would have thought that I would see believers uh, believers applauding people who are punished for telling the truth. Right before our eyes, and we do nothing and say nothing. You could at least pray about it. Are you with me? Okay. Yeah, there's just so much lying today. Uh, there was a time when people tried to hide their lies, but now they're told, openly and bold-faced, they're commonplace. The truth-tellers are now punished, not the liars. We the believers, many don't seem to be bothered. So I want you to talk to Jesus and pray to Jesus more than you do anything else. This message really is designed to be a rebuttal to hopelessness You're a rebuttal you know you, somebody you know hopelessness makes a case and then you and i counteract that you know that's what that means to to, to rebut it to come against it to present evidence against it and so what i'm saying is if, if all of this makes you depressed then this ought to make you excited and happy and that you ought to be okay in, in that god has done something in you that is matchless what god has done is brought you human beings who were rebels crazy as little bugs on the ground all of us all of us and now he has saved us so to the uttermost he has saved us to the uttermost that is the uttermost is to himself he has saved us to the uttermost somebody said he saved us from the gutter most to the uttermost and he has brought us to to be in union with him forever and ever to, to be indwelt by the, his own spirit forever and ever and ever to be in union with the most high god Wow that's too big too wonderful And so, therefore uh, this message is also a rebuttal to hopelessness yes but it's also a call to justice and true righteousness so you cannot administer justice if you're not truly righteous being in right relationship with God through Jesus Christ and having all of those attributes that, where you walk out the reality of Christ In this present evil age Uh, uh, Paul says in Romans 8 uh, verse 18 verse 8 18 he says for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us this is a time of revealing Paul says for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. This is a re- time of revealing. You will not be able to hide. I g- gave the example in the other services of older people. And I know we have some people here maybe close to my age, so I'm talking about me mostly, all right? All um, right but uh, uh when i've noticed in my life that when people get older they either cannot hide who they are or choose not to hide and, and so because they'll just say anything we used to say as young kids well old folks will say anything to you you know if if they thought you, did, you didn't look too good they might just say you don't look as good as you think you know i mean just just destroy all your confidence <laughs> and so so i i uh I'm getting a little older now, so I might just say a lot of things. <laughs> All right. And so, but, but what we're we doing now, we are revealing. That means that, rather, what God is doing is revealing. And what he is doing is revealing who we are. Those who are on the Lord's side. Those who are sold out. Those who want Jesus more than want anything else, we're being revealed. And those who don't, those who have been hypocrites among us, those who have been going along because there was something they could get out of it, they are also being revealed. And also wickedness is being revealed for what it is, wickedness. And he says here, but he says here, the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. It means all of creation is just on tippy toes waiting on us to be revealed right now we are as it were hidden but there's coming moments ahead of us where we will be revealed as being sons of God the Bible tells us that when Christ comes when Christ appears we will be like him for we shall see him as he is and there's something about seeing the Lord that will reveal who you are The creation was not subjected willingly, but because of him, God, who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That means that God is taking all the covers off. He's taking all the covers off. All the covers off ah so god is working so that you and i though we may be young and not as old as i am you won't be able to hide any longer i think it's a great time that and so what well what is this time period for is god giving us an opportunity to get some things right okay god's giving us an opportunity to get some things right I want to give you a prayer for those of you who are here maybe somebody here you have not received christ you've not received him and maybe by internet here uh, you're on facebook or youtube or or one of the other platforms and uh, you don't know jesus you can know jesus because the bible says that if you would confess with your mouth the lord jesus believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you shall be saved for with the heart man believes unto righteousness But with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you can receive him right now by saying, Jesus, come into my heart. And if you're here today, you can say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Receive me. And he will do that. God the Father will do that. Amen in Jesus' name.